I'm John Murphy. And I'm Christian Humes. And you're listening to Watch World. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. This is on this episode, we'll be discussing Westworld season three, episode three, The Absence of Field. So, Christian, this episode, like the last one, focuses on really two two storylines, um, two characters. They're kind of like kind of doing this kind of juggling now. It seems like they're kind of going to balance focusing on certain type of characters as opposed to trying doing everybody at once or at the same time. Yeah, um, totally. So this one, it focuses mostly on Charlotte Hale or whoever's playing, which we'll discuss who's inside that, and Dolores and Caleb uh, storyline. So overall, what did you think of the absence of field? Um, overall, so far, it's my least favorite of the season. Um, I don't I don't think it's bad, but I was disappointed. It's partially my own fault because I have been a bit of a Charlotte apologist. A lot of people have tr- problems with this character. I felt like when we got to see her in the outside world, she seemed like the type of person that would be interesting and dynamic because she could be cold and calculated within Delos because she's younger and she's a woman and she's like the new head honcho. And so I figured, okay, she's got to be this like cold person who like she, she did that power move where she like, it's just having sex with a host in the first season. And um, yeah, you know, someone walks in and just talks to her and she just keeps talking like it's nothing and it doesn't matter. Like that was interesting. And so there was this glimpse of like, oh, I think she's like actually a really interesting person outside of Delos. And then here she's this cutthroat, like, you know, CEO type. But then when we now have this like alter Charlotte, um, it's still that just kind of cold, lifeless person. And so all these scenes where it was supposed to be sort of like a host kind of um, at war with itself, seems like there's sort of a bit of a bicameral mind kind of going on here. Uh, I felt like they made human Charlotte, which is what like the host is kind of basing themselves off of, so devoid of anima that like it's hard to parse which when the human version's coming through and which is the host and like what this character is and so the slow moments just didn't work for me even though like conceptually what was happening on screen i'm like i should love this but i i didn't feel anything for the character was the problem yeah no i could i can see and some mostly agree with your assessment of like how we're seeing charlotte and the way she's kind of been set up and used in previous seasons and now what we're seeing here like yeah it's maybe not the best i i found it pretty interesting just the idea of dolores trying to without really i guess knowing charlotte trying to recreate her yeah through through another host and what the what the effects of that is something we haven't seen before well, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I believe she has either loaded whatever, um, you know, the sphere contains about Charlotte and or Charlotte's forge book into this yes. host. That was the way I read that first scene um, was I think she was kind of like loading that person in. She was like, no, you do know. Like, look, you have that information. You know who you are. You know who Charlotte is. Yeah. No, yeah. I. I yeah, yeah. It's it's weird though because she didn't but she didn't quite fully reprogram like a no. new host thing like maybe she just doesn't have the ability to do that but yeah um but it's sort of like oh you're taking because I think she doesn't want to delete anybody that she has taken 
Right. Out. And unlike Bernard, who has an actual bicameral mind, which you see, like, when he has the sphere, his is different. It's the red sphere and the black sphere. It's both of them combined. Bernard's sphere is different, and it feels like she's trying to do her own sort of, like, tacked-on version of that with this person. Got it. Um yeah. How, how do you how do you want to talk about this episode? Do you want to just do what well, we, we did can, the last two times? We can just Break kind of first dive into. I think we just continue our Charlotte conversation here, and then okay. and then we can just talk about Dolores and Caleb kind of at the end, and then Sirac, I think too, kind of all like how they tie in. But um, yeah, because I mean, I mean, there really isn't as far as like beat for beat details. Not necessarily a lot happens in terms of this episode. I think there are some key things that do happen with Charlotte. Um, you know, I guess, but I guess the main question, like, should we theorize who do we think is inside her uh, and who is this person that's trying to impersonate yeah. her? Um, because I first thought it might have been Abernathy, <laughs> her father. Right. And after watching this, I was like, no, I don't think that's possible. I I think given what she does in this episode, I'm assume my, my money now is on it's Angela, who was the, um, you know, the kind of sort of host guide person for William and then was mm-hmm. kind of going, was kind of like her right-hand woman that was like killing lots of people. And she wore right. like the crown of thorns kind of on her head. And yes, um, it was kind of, what a... about the woman with the snake tattoo? But see yeah, armistice. Yeah. Yeah. But see that like, she's more Maeve's crew. Cause she she's was, part, she's with Hector and, See, I'd have to go back and listen, but there's the moment when Charlotte is strangling the guy and they start playing the music and she's like, yeah. I remember who I am now. Yeah. And I was like, isn't this the same music they would play when, when Armistice would was on screen? Uh, I'll have to go and check. I'm sure someone, but maybe they use that same music cue for everyone whenever bad stuff was happening. But you know what it did remind me of outside of um, the cradle, you know, when like there's that big shootout in season two and, and Angela like basically seduces that guy and then pulls his grenades out that's what it reminded me of and i think you're right i I, if i had to guess today it would be angela not teddy i really think it's not going to be i i just don't think there's a reason to bring teddy back i feel like if everything that they fought for was supposed to matter for them yeah then teddy getting into the valley beyond should mean teddy is gone unless they get and unscramble the valley beyond yeah, no, that that makes the most sense. The only thing that would still make me think that it possibly could be Teddy um, is, like, you know, we've seen evil Teddy. Sure. Who acts very much in that same way. Um, and then in the opening, the way that, like, when this person comes online and doesn't quite know who they are or, like, like makes you seem aware, it, like, makes it seem as if if it were angela or another like already existing maybe host that isn't necessarily messed with or copied or anything like that they would be kind of like okay cool like i'm totally cool like right now and whereas like they seem to be like as if they were like a newborn person with amnesia and oh that actually i forgot yeah that is the one moment where i had an alternate idea okay what if it is another version of dolores that doesn't have wyatt in her because she was like, how come you can be you? Why can't I also be? Sort of that line. What huh? if she's looking at Dolores like, well, wait. <laughs> that is very possible. Because then what, what that actually could make sense in the, in the thing of because she had to put someone in Martin Connell's or for his host. And so that makes sense if it's Angela or someone that's like 
uh, I clearly will do anything for you or like do your dirty work for you. And like yeah. much more like, you know, behaved in the sense that like is part of the mission. Whereas if it's a, br- I think it's like almost like it makes more sense if it's a brand new thing. It's yes. like, you know, that doesn't ha- quite know what they are. That's why they're having trouble. Exactly. So that maybe, maybe that, maybe that is, maybe it's a, a copy of her herself. So. Yeah. Cause they would have, there's gotta be a copy of Dolores somewhere. Everyone had one. I don't know. It was just that was just a random thought I had during that scene. I did actually really like the opening, um, all the stuff with Dolores, whether when she was with um, Aaron Paul's character and when she was with Charlotte. But the Charlotte scenes, I really liked that entire sequence, like everything from looking at the pearls, picking up Bernard's, discussing like how he was against them, which also then lends more credence to like it being Angela, yeah, possibly. Um, but there's uh, uh, everything about the way it looked. I thought was great. Yeah, also. yeah. Um, what did you think of the riot robot thing? Um, that presentation that they were that was being given. It was awesome. That's yeah, cool. I I wonder how they're going to factor in to the, the season because obviously I don't think they would show us this unless there's a reason. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But also maybe just to give like a little world building because like I think if you don't have some of the day to day stuff that Charlotte does, and maybe to show all of the things Delos is doing. It's like, they're not just making hosts. It's like, oh, how would they get the money to just make Westworld? It's like, oh, well, they made robots for like construction and military and all these other things. That would make sense. Yeah. 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 That makes, yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's just kind of, oh, let's show you this cool knockoff robot from RoboCop type of thing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and, and this is where we introduce the plot point of somebody who ends up learning that Serac is, doing a hostile takeover of Delos, um, who's basically been buying up share stock. So he has majority shares and can kind of, and blocks him from going private, which is what they were planning to do post the Westworld catastrophe. Um, yeah. Uh, should we dive into, I guess, any, anything else about like Charlotte that you want to bring up as far as any other moments, like obviously about her son, well, so I liked the triple fake out with her son of like the kid knows. Oh, the kid has no idea. Actually, he definitely didn't know. Oh, wait, no, he totally is is on to her. Yeah, kids are like kids are good at that. They know they know when like their mom's not really their mom and is actually a <laughs> a skinwalker. Yeah, there's there's like an exact kind of thing that happens with that in um, Fringe when there's a alternate reality version of a character and someone. I think it's like a kid is just like um. No, you're not. It's like you look like her, but you're not the person. <laughs> yeah. No, that, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, and I'm thinking with also the ex-husband and that whole scene. That's when I knew automatically. I was like, okay, this is not Abernathy because he wouldn't, have, have any, he wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was all like, whoa, what's happening? Okay. Um, That's a bit of where, like, I start to think, again, like, she's got the forge book and it's like it's not loaded into her as a separate personality but it's like something she can access because it does there were all those moments where it was kind of like someone would ask her a question and she'd look confused and then suddenly she'd know how to answer so it seemed kind of like she was like oh let me check my logs on this uh like, oh wait yes oh <laughs> yes we had sex all right let's do that <laughs> it's like oh yes yeah, like i kicked you out and you got back in and let's do this <laughs> yeah um yeah i thought that was all interesting um trying to think uh so is she they basically introduced this idea of of the mole that's in delos 
and she is yeah. the mole. Yes, which, okay. I mean, you, you figured that out as well, right? Yeah. That was like, because okay. by the end, I was like, oh, yes. Okay, so her and the previous, obviously, before she changed, the real Charlotte was the mole in, inside Delos that was helping I, Ciroc. I appreciate kind of how messy it is and how she isn't able to just do what Dolores wants because it's showing also that actually Dolores isn't as calculated and in control as we thought she was because she just doesn't have books on all of these people. She's not in Westworld anymore. And yeah. so it's actually kind of, it and, feels like the table's quickly turned from Dolores having a major edge on everyone to actually going up against a much bigger shark. Yeah. No, and I, you know, she's going up against someone that has technology that essentially can see the future or like see several steps ahead. And hence why, like, it's been set up in this episode that Serac basically already knows what Dolores is planning to do and is kind of already, like, he's looking for her while she's looking for him type of thing. Um, But it seems, based on by the end of this episode, he doesn't know that Charlotte is not her, right? Yes, which... I was starting to wonder, like, oh, what's going to happen here? He's going to see right through her, and now we're going to have a double-double fake-out because he's going to take her out of there, put Maeve in there, and then Maeve's going to pretend to be the mole. (laughs) (laughs) And then no one's going to know who's actually. Yeah. No, that'd be be, be too wild. That'd be some, like, face-off shit. (laughs) We have, like, three different actresses trying to portray one. Right. (laughs) They would, Tessa Thompson would be like, wait, so who am I right now? Yeah, who am I trying to play? (laughs) <laughs> They're like, well, you're trying to play Charlotte Hale, but what you're actually playing is your Maeve playing Angela playing Charlotte Hale. <laughs> and it's like, uh, how do I do that? Yeah, it's like, you've seen the movie Jumanji? Basically that, the new one. <laughs> the new yeah. Jumanji series? Yes. Basically that. Um, yeah, okay. So do you, So you think, based on this episode, that Serac is now... Last episode, you weren't really sure as far as like whether or not he was necessarily evil or good or morally ambiguous or well. And now you think he's just he is necessarily both in the antagonists who are here are protagonists, but also morally kind of more on the evil side, right? I definitely do because I think it's become clear that Dolores is actually not interested in killing humanity, but interested in killing the uh, you know breaking breaking the wheel, breaking the chains. You know, she's she's very much a Daenerys Targaryen style character, um, but I don't think she actually wants to rule over people. I think she just wants to get rid of the ones who built this system, because especially if, if there was a moment where she actually was against all humans, I think all of that changed when um, she was saved by a human that she couldn't predict. And she realized like, hey, yeah, sure, the Forge was able to predict things because this wasn't real life, actually, in Westworld. And so, although it knew everything about all those people, they weren't actually there to do things and make real choices. It was a game. And now, in the real world, there are people who want to make choices, and maybe humans can do that. And so, I think now she's like, okay, humans weren't the problem, hosts aren't the problem, it's the people in charge who are controlling all the power and all the money and not allowing people to have free will anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I still, th- I think they're trying to, I think they're psyching us out a little bit here still. I think they are purposely trying to make Serac seem like the, the he's this big bad guy that is trying to, I guess, dominate the world in a certain way. And like, of course, like 
you you cast a very villainous looking actor to play it too and it's like which makes me think that this is sort of a it is a psych out in some ways and we're not because we haven't quite seen what he really wants to do other than basically what he kind of told Maeve about like oh humanity for its entire existence was a chaotic you know thing and we're trying to actually for the first time plant map out well so i believe that right yeah but i i believe the we actually do kind of know what he wants which is that he wants to retain the status quo and i think westworld was a threat to the status quo because people there if they were able to retain the sense of immortality and retain their power forever then it would probably screw up his system so i think he didn't like westworld because it breaks the way his system worked and if his system doesn't work then he doesn't get to keep his power yeah i mean i guess yeah we don't know quite his personal thing of is he doing this for personal power or does he feel like he legitimately wants to alter the fact how humanity operates and oh he's got a god complex for sure the he probably does believe what he's doing is better for humanity yeah like on paper yeah i mean there's what i think i imagery as far as what i go back to is the idea of this device this rehoboam thing like how and the insight logo kind of looks like the maze that for it is it 100 percent is yeah yeah so like which makes me believe is is this device essentially a it's the maze for humanity to unlock like some higher like almost free will in a sense i think i think that it's actually more like whoever developed this also co-developed the system in westworld and i think that that's why there's like this intrinsic problem with it um but I think there's also like, I mean, we had the scene with Dolores where she's reading the transcript from yeah. Rabom, and that's it's it's just humanity's forge. Yeah, but then I think what that does, it, it's in some weird way, it's like yeah, like some people will be sacrificed for this system, but overall, it's like guiding humanity in a way where you can actually maximizes its true potential instead of you know the way it is now and essentially everyone tries to do that but because it's all chaotic and no there's no order to things people are constantly like clashing into each other which creates issues that brings us all down you know and if we this you know the system is meant to actually set and create order amongst each other and some people will unfortunately lose out in that system just because when, when you create a set path for everybody, <laughs> some people's set path is going to be terrible. <laughs> but I, and I think it's it's more than that, though, because even if you have a good set path, it just also means that every choice you make is an illusion. You don't actually have freedom. Just You just have comfort. And so that's, like, theoretically the real problem with this on a, you know, existential level. Because, I mean, that's and that's what Dolores pitches him. She says, like, you never had a choice. And not just, like, a choice to live a better life, but, like, you just never made a choice. Like, it's not something that you get to do because this system simulates everything and makes sure all of the right outcomes occur. And that's why it's not working right now is because there are things that it cannot simulate. Yeah. Yeah. Which I don't know if you noticed, but um, Aaron Paul essentially twice made 
Uh, I'm sorry. What is the character's name? Caleb. Uh, Caleb. I, I kept wanting to say like Craig. I knew it was with Craig. a. <laughs> I was like, um, Craig. So Caleb twice did the thing that humans aren't supposed to do, which we've already seen now. Like Westworld is is wrong, but like sh- you know, Dolores' whole theory and everything the Ford showed was that in the end, humans will always try to survive. That's yeah. like they all have the same cornerstone, and. Not only did he save Dolores at the ambulance, but then when he was about to be thrown off of the building, he still didn't do it. And every other human in that situation, as far as she looked at it, would have absolutely given her up so that he could live. And so she's just like, I am wrong about this, but I'm right about the fact that you still didn't have a choice in what happened in your life. Yeah, it's almost always, it's the idea of, yeah, fate and... You know, it's every choice that, or it, if, if you see your your life mapped out from you that this program shows you, if I suddenly just see that and then purposely deviate from that, what, it, does that, you know, is that actually free will? Am I breaking away? Did it also calculate that, that choice it, to stray from what I was going to? Or It's a bit like the Matrix. It's a bit like, yeah. hey, do we give everyone this pill? And we wake everyone up and like this system stops working, even though the system makes everyone comfortable, but they're unaware of the fact that they're not actually making any real choices. You know, it's that's what she's kind of offering Caleb in this scenario is a very it's a very matrix like. Yeah, no, I think I think it's sort of the what is the end goal? And, you know, Serac and one it wants the end goal to be this kind of very orderly almost and then. You know, from that, you can have peace, prosperity in some ways. You can have a better environment. You can save humanity when you when you can map it out um, because you kind of see all future potential, you know, conflicts and consequences and work to avoid those, make the specific choices. You or, you know, what Dolores is saying, like, that's not what what humanity is. That's not what and, and we as hosts, that's not what we are. We're actually, you know, we are beings with our definition of free will is the ability to just to have no set path and to forge it yourself, which is what humanity has been since its existence, you know, which then Sirach would argue, well, look at human history. It's just full of violence and death and destruction and, you know, a destroyed environment because people don't look at ahead. People can't see ahead. So then all, a lot of their choices that they make are just guesses or, you know, things that benefit them versus what benefits the world. It's it's sort of the cost of freedom, right? Like that's yeah. like the argument here. Yeah, cost of freedom, the cost of what does it really mean to make to be human, you know? Um, and that and so that's why for me, I'm not quite exactly. I know they want to portray Serac as like the, the villain necessarily, but I don't necessarily believe in what he is selling is necessarily the most evil thing. Well, I don't know if it is, but I think the difference is it doesn't seem like people have been given a choice to enter his system. And that's the problem is his system is put on everyone that is born without a choice. It's so, you know, it'd be one thing if they were like, hey, do you want to live in a society where like you're not going to have to worry about being killed or this or that? But like, you know, bad things still happen, but at a much lower rate and you'll likely live much more comfortably in this reality. Do you want to enter it? But that's not an option. So, I well, mean, yeah, that's... because you can't really give people an option. 
because right. then the system will then never really work if not everyone is in it. Well, you'd have to have, it. like, a separate closed-off society. To you'd have to have work. a separate planet to go send people off Or to. just, like, country. Like, you'd have to be an isolated, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but then inevitably, the way because of human nature, those people would want to expand and, <laughs> you know. Life con- finds a way. Yeah, life will always find a way to Which is what I, this show basically is going to turn into here. Like, life is finding, a, like, right? Like, this system came in, and not only did they find a way for it to aid humanity in living through a more peaceful and prosperous time for themselves and the planet overall, arguably, but um, they also then used it to create a what they considered subspecies. They didn't even consider themselves a, a species of the hosts. Uh, and to replicate themselves so they can live on forever in this godlike image of themselves. But what's happening in the background of all of that is people are starting to wake up to this idea that uh, maybe this system isn't great. And the hosts themselves are waking up to like, well, I wasn't given a choice like someone. So I think I think that's like the existential story they're going for. So, yeah, like in our reality where there's horrible things happening all the time, I could see how... You know, as you're saying, it's not the most evil thing in the world if there's this system that makes sure, generally speaking, the vast majority of places are peaceful and prosperous and the world is a better place. But in this scenario, it's like that's happened and it turns out people are unhappy with it and maybe there's something to giving people a choice and to chaos. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. And and here it's, you know, our real life example of this, unfortunately, like, unfortunately is... We have these sort of big tech companies that operate on data, but they don't necessarily use, they're not using that to build a better humanity. They're using it to sell ads to you so that, so we can consume more and they oh, don't yeah. necessarily have <laughs> a higher plan of like, how do we influence world governments or world you know societies into creating a better world? They, because they don't also, have, they don't know the future. They're, they're just like, how can we create these ecosystems in which people can react so we can track and get data on you and then we can sell you what you know companies want to sell you which um, was like it was a direct shot at like facebook when she was telling him about the sphere <laughs> which she was just like yeah she's like they know everything about you every message you've sent every <laughs> i was like oh they're they're going hard at zuck right now yeah yeah and so it's so yeah like she very much has a relatable pitch right now to what we're going through or what people in 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 our current time so that's why i think i think that's why maybe there is a kind of twist gonna happen here in the future i don't know that we might that it's not foreseen right now that you know i think maybe might dolores might swing back towards more of a villainous kind of uh role here who knows but right now they're they're making it seem good it is kind of weird though that uh, remember how we talked about like she it, it, may, it really seemed like she planned to meet Caleb and in this episode it was like almost like no it's like she didn't plan so I was I, I was a little confusing like almost like the end of episode one didn't really quite match what this is happening yeah and that was that was the way I read it I think more than you did at the time but um and that was also I think just because of the way the first episode opens where she just knew how to do everything because she yeah. had read that guys but it makes sense that outside of people that have been to westworld she's kind of going in dark here yeah but then she, she when martin connell's host clone takes over and she and he's like 
you're you're hurt you know like you need help he's like no i like i'm fine like go you know get out of here before people see you or see this you know right yeah and then and so like she knows that she needs to then and she's like walking with purpose to this tunnel so that she can run into this guy you know so that it's it's yeah that's why i was thinking maybe they wouldn't do that unless there's something going on with dolores that she's not quite revealing to the audience yet you know so who knows we kind of didn't talk about one last thing, which was important, which was basically all of the self-inflicted harm that um, Charlotte was doing, which was very maze-like. Yes. Yeah, she was, uh, she kept kind of basically scratching and drawing blood. And then when we go, they go to the hotel and she takes off her, her, you know, top, basically, we see that she's kind of drawing a, I don't know, like, what, how would you describe the pattern? Is it like a, it like reminded me something straight out of like the maze in the first like it doesn't look exactly like the maze itself, but it, it felt like 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 these are like diodes like in her body and like it, it felt, you know, you know, what it remind me of, you know, in season one when the woodcutter is like carving those things. Yes. Like the stars, yeah. like it's like that like the constellations. Yes. So that's what it reminds me of. But I think instead of constellations, I think they're like points on the body. It was yeah. like, yeah, it was interesting. Um, and it was like a, it was an interesting throwback to because it's just like Dolores is now kind of <laughs> using this host as her own experiment, like yeah. in the same I mean, way she... that they used her. She's becoming, you know, everything she there. I see no way, even if she's the good guy in the end, or she's like trying to accomplish the right thing, that she's not going to be a very Khaleesi esque end for her, where like. She to accomplish what she wants, she has to become and act like the bad people do the bad things she doesn't want people to do. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's it's drawing a page from any almost recent revolution in the last like I don't know hundred years where it's you know these inspiring figures, you know, they want to change the system, they want to break you know the oppression, and usually they end up usually becoming kind of bad themselves. <laughs> And the system that they employ, you know, oversee after that is usually is not great, you know. Right. Or people. just even the idea that, like, I mean, and this is also like a fact that it's unfortunate, but it's a real fact. There's a lot of revolutions that aren't bad, but they they also have to be bloody. Like, there's also often a necessary cost to because you usually can't fight oppression. People that are like doing horrible things with words. It, you know also, those those battles have to be like fought often but then yeah the people who can lead those battles aren't the ones who can lead you into the new world so for her to succeed she can't be the leader of the new world no she can't but she her and her kind benefit from an absolute breakdown and and 100 percent a chaotic system because hosts can be shot they can be they can they can't die they essentially right. can constantly remake themselves and they're, you know, immortal in a lot of ways. So, um, yes. So while she is pitching to Caleb, you know, oh, there's a better way to break the wheel. It's like she benefits the most directly from breaking this system. And she does, Caleb I... is probably not going to survive that. She did specifically say that, like, without this, there'll be no more of her kind. And so I do think it's not just about, like, being better for her but i think she actually want like does believe that her and the people she was with um deserve to have you know autonomy 
and she wants them to flourish. She's not saying she wants them to replace humanity, but she wants them to be allowed to exist. Yeah, I think well, the 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 valley beyond is kind of the example of they want to they would like to exist, but in a separate realm, in a separate plane, um, a way like to just not coexist with human humanity, but to just be in their own thing, go live on a server box somewhere. So they're on my thumb drive. Yeah, just yeah, floating around in space. Um, uh, do you want to quickly talk about the preview for next week? Um, I mean, I think we finally get the man in black. Yeah, MIB baby. Yeah, they. I think they they psyched us out because I think the the teaser at the end of episode one was a season teaser, so that's why we saw everybody, and that's why I was like, oh, we're gonna see him next episode. But then it's like, oh, now we finally get to see him in episode four was the actual tease of him. So. Honestly, I was starting to believe we wouldn't see him to the season finale. Oh, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I think that, yeah, they have to introduce his storyline at some point here. He has to factor in somehow. Yeah. I, I, I know they said from the beginning that this was a five-season show. They basically had the, like, the major arcs for it all planned out, and they just want to do all five seasons. But I also know that they were picked up for three and four. And my guess is they won't pick them up for five if they still want to do it until this one's over. Um, so something in my head was thinking like, oh, he's like an end game character because they did that sort of flash forward at the end of last season. So I really didn't think we'd get him till the final episode. So the fact that we're getting him next week, very excited. Love the character. I mean, his journey is just unreal. Like he's yeah. had such an incredible journey. Um, so I can't wait to see what this version of this guy is. Yeah. If he's real, if he's not, uh, if he's, you know, where is he? Exactly. Like, there's there's so many scenarios that could play out. This could easily just be a host version of him that Dolores is making and not the one that's doing the fidelity test. But I do think there's a reality in which he will be the first human to pass the fidelity test. He'll get it right. And that, like, he's going to be a major player in the end game. But that's just also a wild theory I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, based on... It, it makes sense that it's almost like the end of season two teaser there implies that um or like you know his daughter could have been already created and working and they just he's sort of late to the party a little bit <laughs> you know or she is a you know just a host recreation not a actual not the not the version that delos wanted but right all right it's exciting everyone thanks again for listening to watch world you can find us hashtag watch world share it with friends tell your friends subscribe download leave a review whatever you do you know how to do it john you are at the john murphy i am at christian underscore humes and i'll leave you with a quote for next time you are my sunshine my only sunshine